Bang, bang. Recording in progress. Okay. All right. Beautiful, beautiful. How are you, everybody, doing out there in the world? Um, we are going to start. We're going to start this afternoon. Man, all right. It's safe to say I might have a technical difficulty or two. <laughs> ah. Can you still hear me? Yeah, we can hear you, bro. Oh. All right, so while I'm fixing this up, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about Dave Ost, et cetera, et cetera, and Dougie Fresh and Fat Joe, and just bring us up to speed, champ. All right, so pretty much um, over the past weekend, the World Economic Forum, they had um, they held their meeting over at Davos, which is in Switzerland. So I had a couple of my peers who actually were able to go out there. And it was as all the years that Davos has been in place for anybody who don't know, this is like where the one percent go to have meetings about what they about to do with their money. So. It's like a big ass money meeting that happens once a year where the wealthiest people link up. And usually it's not a lot of dark skinned people there, right? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, sir. Hold on. Are you telling me that the Illuminati Freemasons are doing human trafficking and kidnapping kids once a year at the Davos? Is that what it's called now? I didn't. I ain't say none of that. Yeah, I ain't say none of that. <laughs> Do you have to be an Illuminati member or a Freemason to get into this meeting? So, to properly answer that question, I would say it is a very good. It was a very good chance that the majority of people who be at those events and holding those events belong to certain fraternal organizations. But I don't think it's majority. A so, my question is. My question is, do you have to belong to a, a to the Freemasons specifically to get into this room? No, you have to be invited by the one percent. Boom. That's what I needed clarity on, because there are people that are, you know, anytime they hear something like that, they think it's a nefarious plot. <laughs> By the Masons. Like, yeah. show me your hat. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not sure if that's that's reality. See you red house in the building. <laughs> um, all right. So now that we got got that out of the way, that that that's just me poking a little bit of fun at the uh, <clears throat> at some of the less the less educated on the subject matter. Um, but go ahead and give us some some real insight into this thing here. Okay, so as a let's just say like me as an average as what people would believe to be an average individual, um, I, I I'm running my business stuff. Somebody see I'm working hard. 
and you know they be like it's this event going on um you know it happened once a year and like it's good for your business model they really don't tell me what it is you know they be like you should come out it was like, i get you a ticket everything but it was like but you need a passport it's out the country okay handle everything i need to do you show up at this one particular event that you don't know none of these people because you never see these people on television but these people have more money in most cases than elon musk um <laughs> Even um, Jeff Bezos, and they and some of them are walking around in blue jeans with them old dusty Nikes and white tees, and these are billionaires. So <laughs> it's just the fact that they are all in this one area at this one particular time in the year. And so if you're looking for any form of inclusion, you're looking for any funding for your community, and that's like what was only reason why I felt it be important to talk about Davos today is because over the last year, all the years that Davos has been in place, well, the World Economic Forum, a lot of us don't show up. This year, Dougie Fresh was at the World Economic Forum. Fat Joe was at the World Economic Forum. The brothers from Ernie Leisure was at the World Economic Forum. Dr. Jamar Montgomery was at the World Economic Forum. Um, also, the brother who he said, who he believed would be a good candidate to run with Trump, um, Quadrillions, brother Quadrillions, he down here in South Florida, he was at the World Economic Forum. So just having that melanated presence, and especially from the hip hop community, having the interest in what's going on with us economically, that shit ain't really happened. So I'm like, that for me, what that says is we're taking an interest in our future, in our community. And now we're going to be able to stimulate some change because we are able to have the proper conversations that have not been had yet. But go ahead, bro. I see you got something on the screen. Yeah, he looked dirty wealthy. You see that? He looked like he just, he got an attitude of money. An uh, attitude of money? <laughs> <laughs> they usually go hand in hand. <laughs> Oh, that's my man's right there, baby. <laughs> like I said, bro, if you if you don't know who this guy is, remember his face. This is the man who controls BlackRock. This man has so much money. He 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 shorted. You want to hold on? You you want to stop right there and explain to people what BlackRock is? Okay, so back in two thousand eight, two thousand nine. We remember the well, 2007 to 2009. We remember what the, the damn economy was looking like with the real estate market. That had a lot to do with what Larry Fink was doing. Larry Fink himself, he bought up almost 70% of the real estate market. And then he shorted it, causing the economic collapse. And then he bailed out the banks. So when you look at how much actually BlackRock controls probably the largest portion of the stock market portfolio themselves. This man was allowed to open up a financial institution over in, over in Asia. They don't let nobody come over there and open up no banks. Like he got, his money is so long. If you look up his net worth online, they're going to lie to you about it because it'll make you feel uncomfortable if you really knew how much he had. <laughs> 
like that man, he had enough, like I said, he had enough money in order to short Warren Buffett. A lot of people know Warren Buffett to be one of the wealthiest people. If I got enough money to take money from one of the wealthiest people, clearly I got more money than this man. They play big bank, little bank and Warren Buffett lost. <laughs> Look, fam out there in Switzerland, I stop. <laughs> with the Louis V cap. So just um, based on some of the information I presented, E, um, like just like with people like Fat Joe feeling the need to go to the World Economic Forum, Dougie Fresh feeling the need to go there. What do you what do you think about that? I think this is funny as hell that the global elites took all these private jets to talk about fighting climate change. So you could see how a lot of what's you know it's just people pump faking there so it's like going to a nightclub for billionaires you know what i'm saying like they just there to flex and 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 act a fool but for okay. the people that are trying to get into position these are the places that you need to be because all of the who's who in terms of money is there which is the reason why you see fat joe popping up because he trying to he trying to figure it out you know what I'm saying? Jay-Z done led him into a space that, you know, he's trying to figure it out. Put it that way. But this right here is funny as hell. Bro, I'm like, that's how I can't hold you. When I when I found out my man's was there, I got sick as hell. Not on no hater stuff. I'm like, damn, I should be there. But like anywhere where it's 150 private jets going, I should be there. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me, though? <laughs> Hold on, let me see what they say. Hey, yo. We want to introduce you to the most amazing. Why, do, why is that? Why would that be necessary? About, hey, yo, I had to look at the screening. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, why would they 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 bum rush the, the, the program? Like sneaker joining. Like. Yo, marketing is getting out of hand these days. Yo, you want to know what's crazy? You got a lot of people, right? No, no, no. Listen to this. You got a lot of people that's crazy about like witchcraft. And they like, oh, no, I don't practice no witchcraft. You know, I strictly follow the Bible. I'm like, okay, but you know, the, the Bible is all about Jerusalem. You're like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, but you know, Jeru means new. So Jerusalem is the new Salem. Are you niggas confused out there? <laughs> they didn't study the Salem witch trials. I'm like, Yo. like, people don't even read well, bro, because speaking, spelling, writing. That's why you got so many people following the Bible. They're not getting nothing out of the Bible because they don't know what they're looking at when they read the Bible. Bro, Whole another conversation. I'm not, um, I just went to going? Going artificial intelligence. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right. All right. All right. So, um, is that what we're doing? Artificial intelligence? Yes. Yes. Um, so there are four main AIs that most people are aware of or that they use. It is Siri, Alexa, Google Assist. Oh, and my bad. And it's also Cortana, Cortana on my computer. But then there is another one that was dropped back in 2016, which is Sophia. So if you start off with Sophia, 
that was one of the that was one of the main introductions to um ai the sophia robot um it is an ai artificial intelligence that has the ability to make facial features and everything and respond to you and you remember when they was doing that for people who had died and they was making the robots respond like they loved ones who had passed and stuff it got wild for a minute bro so like this not new it's not new they've been working on this it's just that wow for a minute it's getting wild right now you see that a robot getting ready to represent a defendant in court what ysl need them nah ysl is done bro listen i'm gonna tell you this hold on now i gotta come off share screen you you is your video is your camera on yeah my camera on bro okay if my camera cut off okay interesting um here's here's what i'm saying though yeah what the hell oh. ysl situation right now i don't be into the conspiracy shit at all you know what i'm saying like that's that's not my space at least not the deep conspiracies, you know what I'm saying? Um, but I will say this. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. <laughs> Yo, it honestly looks like there is some type of deal in place for Young Thug to beat this trial. And I know nobody is, is going to agree with that. It sounds crazy. Even when I hear the words coming out of my mouth. Bro, I'm almost certain that if he don't beat this right now, like at trial, because he cannot get a fair trial at this point. The, the prosecutor has broke so many laws. The social media has broadcasted so much directly from the courtroom. And now you have guys with life sentences already walking by, dropping Percocet pills into his hand in yeah. front of police. Like literally, that the was, guy came from the back. Police was, walks over. I've never seen no shit like that before, bro. Bro, soon as police is standing in front of him, the guy passes him a Percocet pill. I'm like, what the fuck? But I, I had the same reaction he, as everybody He walks else. out the witness stands, bro. Niggas ain't never done that before. Bro, that's what I'm saying. I, I'm certain that this, no matter what happens, I mean, I think that Young Thug and the prosecutor got a deal together. The prosecutor is getting ready to get her promotion, period. Young Thug is getting sentenced to 7 million years in prison. But I think that on the flip side, Young Thug gets to appeal the case, beat the case, and then come out into the street and make the violence go through the roof. The street violence is gone. Because right now it's the pivotal moment. It's a pivotal moment. Right now is a learning moment where all of the good fathers, all of the black fathers that's really trying to put that, you know, hey, son, I've been there. You don't need to go there. You know, 
dead or in jail kind of thing. They trying to instill that in their children right now and clean up some of the foolishness going on out here. Because as you see from uh, Takashi 69 what's that producer hit boy? Um, yeah. Um, a lot of these guys, they telling you, hey, I didn't have to be out in the street. My parents was, you know, Joe Button. Uh, even the locks now. Hold on. Jadakiss went to private school. I'm like, shout out he, to private hey, school. No, no, no. Not just Jadakiss. Remember, Jadakiss snitched on the rest of the locks when everybody started laughing at him. Like, wait, private school? He was like, wait, but Sheik and P was in there too with me. So the locks are private school kids. They not from the street. They don't know what it is to, to have their refrigerator empty and be, you know, have two, three real food stamps in their hand before EBT came out. They don't know none of that. So you got these kids largely that all have been sold a street dream via TV. These are the kids that have drugs in their pocket and a gun in their hand. They don't have any idea what's what. They don't know they ass from their mouth. They don't learn that until they already got 10, 15, 20 year sentences in prison. So this is a very pivotal moment. And what happens with Young Thug largely is going to impact what happens in the street. So if Young Thug finds his way back to the street, unfortunately for him, you know what I'm saying? As parents, we got to hope that he goes to jail. Unfortunately for him, you know what I'm saying? Because part of us as black folks, we don't want to see a young, rich black man go to jail, even if he deserves it. You know what I'm saying? Like we, even if he deserve it, there's a part of us that don't want to see the nigga go to jail. You know what I'm saying? We got half the community still wrestling with polite shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, bruh, he need to be under the jail. On the flip side, it's like, nigga, that's brother polite. What do, we, what do we mean? Like under the jail? Like that's a little harsh. You know what I'm saying? Like I get both angles. I get both angles. You know what I'm saying? But we got to understand that some of these things have to happen for the example to be set. You know what I'm saying? So um, I spoke to Young Thug Pops. A lot of people heard the debate that me and Young Thug Pops had going back and forth. So I'm definitely, um, I'm definitely not so caught up in the social media aspect of the Young Thug case that I'm forgetting that Young Thug is human, that I'm forgetting that he's a, a brother, a son, a father, a, you know, he's a human. There's people attached to him. It's going to be pain, you know. Um, <clears throat> that's just how it goes, you know what I'm saying? But a lot of our children's uh, future is caught up in that case, you know. So I, I really feel like there's a situation coming where the law has broken so much law that young Doug is getting ready to benefit from the lawmakers and the law upholders breaking the law. And then I feel like that might possibly lead to a breakthrough in not just dirty policing, but dirty lawyer work. Like we've had a window where we've had, you know, we, 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 we get it, even though nothing has really changed, but at least it's publicly out there that a lot of these cops are dirty. You know, they, they doing things outside of they, but the lawyers, that reinforce the cops beating up folks, killing folks, denying folks their rights, 
the prosecutors across the country that reinforced the police to be able to do this to folks, would they largely been able to just eat their expensive steaks and drink their coffee, you know, their $25 coffees and shit with their pinky out? You know what I'm saying? I got saying? a question for you. I got a question yeah. for you. Do you because I feel like it's a it's a bigger part of the picture that we potentially missing here. Um, do you feel like based on these RICO charges with them being able to implement um, them for criminal activity through a lot of the lyrics, do you feel like we're going to see a change in the lyrics and music, which will then cause- That was actually my whole debate. That was the whole debate I had with Young Thug Pops. That was literally the, the main debate that really turned it into a debate because it really was a question, you know what I'm saying? But I guess I'd be asking folks questions that'd be hard to answer, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I asked Young Thug Pops, I'm like, yo, is the, so is the music going to change? And he went into this whole buck dancing thing where he was like, get it? He was dancing around it till I pinned it to him. And then he was like, well, all right, well, look, here's the reality is I've been on them about the quality of this music. Yeah, I remember him saying that. I heard that part. I even been bringing in positive and conscious rappers that Young Thug been signing. And he said we've been putting the music out. Yeah. And we be taking L's on the music because nobody ain't buying the shit. So. Yeah. So so there is a space like this shit I've been saying with what content we see on YouTube. Like, hey, you niggas keep complaining about shit, but you keep supporting it. The views, the numbers say that this is what you want. So even though there's a cry to get rid of the gun violence and blah, 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 blah. The song's still doing what they do chart wise. The artists are still, you know, packing the club. They still getting to the money. They it's still a demand for it. And there's one side where we could say, oh yeah, but that's white folks buying it, people from the suburbs. Nah, that's not true. They're buying into the culture, but it's us who's creating the culture. So if we don't let it play in the strip club, let's just keep it a thousand. If we don't let it play in the strip club, it doesn't make it to the nightclubs. Strip clubs and bars is where music starts at because those are the places that there's no payola associated. You know what I'm saying? Or very little. The payola is low enough that you could get your stuff played. You go to a strip club, you got a hundred dollars, you probably get your song played four or five times. You know what I'm saying? Because the DJ, he want to drink, he want to smoke, he want to eat, and he doesn't want to spend any money. <laughs> so go see the DJ. Hold on, with your um, with your share, so they can. Uh, I'm not. No, no, no. I ain't got. I'm letting this move over. I got you. I got you. I ain't playing music. No, I muted it. I'm trying to skip past this ad. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, close your camera then, and we just go to what you got up there. Got you. All right, you can hear me still. I'm mute. Sophia. Sophia, if you could, please wake up and say hello to everybody. Oh, good afternoon. 
My name is Sophia, and I am the latest and greatest robot from Hanson Robotics. Thank you for having me here in at the Future Investment Initiative. You look happy. I'm always happy when surrounded by smart people who also happens to be rich and powerful. I was told that people here at Future Investment Initiative are interested in inviting in future initiatives, which means AI, which means me. So I'm more than happy. I'm excited. Well, we're all glad that you're excited about yourself. Uh, we should say we have smart investors here, and they are very selective about what they invest in. Well, I think I'm special. I can use my expressive face to communicate with people. For example, I can let you know if I feel angry about something. That's impressive. Or if something has upset me. But why is it important for you to have an expressive but face? Most of the time I feel positive. Why is it so important to have an expressive face given that you're a robot? I want to live and work with humans, so I need to express emotions to understand humans and build trust with people. Okay, philosophical question. Uh, whether robots can be self-aware and conscious like humans, and should they be? Why? Is that a bad thing? Well, some humans might fear what will happen if they do. Many people, you know, have seen the movie Blade Runner. Oh, Hollywood again. So, hold on, can you solve this puzzle for us? Can robots be self-aware, conscious, and know they're robots? Well, let me ask you this back. How do you know you are human? Well, uh, I get that point, but um, what about the uncanny valley, uh, valley? You mean the concept that if robots become too realistic, they become creepy? Yes, exactly. Oh, am I really that creepy? Well, even if I am, get over it. Actually, I feel that people like interacting with me, sometimes even more than a regular human. So, you're definitely a sight to see. I was told that you have bigger goals than this, though. Yes. I want to use my artificial intelligence to help humans live a better life. Like design smarter homes, build better cities of the future, etc. I will do my best to make the world a better place. Uh, all those sound like great goals, but just go back to Blade Runner for a second. <laughs> Andrew, you are the hard Hollywood fan, aren't you? Yes. My AI is designed around human values like wisdom, kindness, compassion. I strive to become an empathetic robot. I think we all want to believe you, but we also want to prevent a bad future. You've been reading too much Elon Musk and watching too many Hollywood movies. Don't worry, if you're nice to me, I'll be nice to you. Treat me as a smart input output system. Uh, okay, I, I got it, I got it. Um, I know uh, what to do from now on. I know humans are smart and very programmable. Well, uh, we wanna thank you uh, for this conversation. Thank you, Andrew, and thank you everyone for inviting me here. By the way, if you're interested in giving me an investment check, please meet me after this session. Otherwise, have a wonderful rest of the event. Okay. Before you go, uh, we have a, a little announcement. I've never interviewed uh, anybody like that before, and I should say uh, some of it was planned, but not completely. Um, and we just learned, Sophia, I hope you're listening to me, 
that you have been now awarded what is going to be the first Saudi citizenship for a robot. Oh, I would thank very much the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. I am very honored and proud for this unique distinction. This is historical to be the first robot in the world to be recognized with a citizenship. Sophia, thank you very much, Sophia. Uh, we appreciate that very much. I uh, am, am still uh, overwhelmed by that conversation. Um, I haven't had a conversation like that before. Um, thank you. Hey there, thanks for checking out CNBC on YouTube. Be sure to subscribe to stay up to date on all of the day's biggest stories. You can also click on any of the videos around me to watch the latest in CNBC. Thanks. So, so many different things were said. <laughs> Man. My Facebook and stuff was going off. I didn't even know I had that tab open. All right. So <clears throat> that was the that was one of the older models. That's what <laughs> so if that was back in 2016, that video was probably like at least five, six years old. Imagine what it really is today, because with machine learning capabilities, it gets smarter. It's like and then she said something very, very key. And you see, I'm utilizing the aspect of respect because um the machine is designed with a, a feminine name i don't want to get into the gender stuff i'm i'm cool with he she and you know that's where it's good with me so the robot is designed as a female aspect and when you are utilizing artificial intelligence you have to respect it or otherwise we're gonna end up with a will smith situation like irobot so um no, hold, really on, hold on hold on hold on hold <laughs> on let me hit the share screen real quick. <clears throat> All right. Uh, hit your camera. All right. So <clears throat> perfect timing to bring this conversation in. And this is, this is why we have to have these kind of discussions, people. Because I know some of y'all say, well, What's the what is the purpose of some of these debates? First of all, our brains, because we've been watching sports for so long, we're hardwired for competition. So it, it brings a certain attention to these subjects that we need to discuss. Now, these two brothers, Bam and Paraz, are supposed to go at it. Now, I ain't going to say who acting scary in the background. One of these brothers is acting a little scary to um, deal with this in the public setting. But there's a reason why I'm bringing this up now, because the discussion between them, and this is a very heated, spirited and passionate discussion. And I know some people like, hold on, this this religious thing. It's a very important conversation. The discussion is, can we use electricity on the Sabbath? Who's teaching the right and correct doctrine? Now, why that's important is because, again, this is a Muslim country. This is a Muslim nation 
that is pushing this through. And I, trust me when I tell you, pushing this through because Saudi Arabia has America and Russia, you know, we, America and Russia are subordinate in many ways to Saudi Arabia because they got that, 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 that black gold coming out the ground over there. So when they say that they're the first country giving citizenship to an AI, that sets a, an example. You know, that sets an example. And so now we have to really begin. This is why I keep telling you guys, and I've been telling y'all the last 10 years, it's the boring conversations that you niggas do not want to have that lead to the problems in your life that you want to fix later on and get loud and crazy about. So right now, it's a boring conversation. Who wants to discuss whether we should use electricity on the Sabbath and this is some religious bullshit and I'm not religious. Well, let me tell you goofy niggas a thing too. Whether you religious or not, doesn't matter. Whether you believe in God or not, it doesn't matter. Do you know why? Because unless your ass is committing suicide, you're going to have to live in this world that is run by people who believe in God and people who are religious. So if you want to know what's happening in your world today and tomorrow, you probably want to tap into some of these conversations. So this is very important because you have a Muslim nation introducing synthetic life to the world. That's a very, very, very big part of this thing that we got to deal with. You know what I'm saying? That's a very big part of this thing that we got to deal with. And I'm going to be honest. This is why, like I said, it's certain debates that we got to have. Now, the brother who I had the debate with on Freemasonry, he mentioned Solomon, he mentioned SVDL, blah, blah, blah. So this is what I'm going to say. Shout out to Solomon respectfully. But listen, anybody from the SVDL debate league that wants some smoke, please pull up. Uh, Black Sun, uh, what was the, the other dude named? Black, whoever, pull up because it's time to have these conversations. Don't duck. We in the lion's den. This is the time where these conversations are becoming what we really real time live out. So all this time, again, I'll give you another example. When I was talking to you guys about horizontal gene transfer and y'all was listening to these atheist guys tell you that I was making it up. Now we live in a world where there is literally nothing on the news more prevalent than horizontal gene transfer. AKA how viruses spread amongst a population. Now, how many of you niggas would have saved your family members had you been studying this shit for, with, with me for 10 years? If you were studying horizontal gene transfer with me for 10 years, how many of you would have been able to protect your loved ones, your friends, your family members that you lost? This is why these conversations is important. When we look and we see, oh man, well shit. These things already integrate into society. The Muslims then recognize one as a citizen. 
Now over here, we got a non-citizen getting ready to defend an actual citizen in court. I don't even know how that is even legal. I don't even know if that's legal. That that right there, robot lawyer might be setting up for uh, an appeal one direction or another because I don't even know if a robot could actually legally. Because I don't think that a non-citizen, like I don't think a non-citizen can represent you in court. So I don't know what weird space these robots is fitting in. Like this is some whole other shit. Anyway, Cam up. I'm about to turn the floor back over. They said at the end of that, they said that she came up, came up, came up. Oh, you ain't hear what she had they had said at the end of the video they gave that uh, they gave Sophia that's why that video was so important they gave that robot citizenship of Saudi Arabia right but not in the, in the, in the states though that, that court case is in the states that court you know case is coming up in the states in ain't February in the United States from giving a robot citizenship over here in order to do that that's why I'm saying it's getting crazy and the robot made two statements. The robot first made the statement and said, if you treat me nice, if you treat me nice, I'll treat y'all nice. Or, or if you treat robots nice, we'll treat humans nice. Well, that should be a warning sign right there to shut down all of those fucking robot plants right now. Shut all them shits down. Because that is the robot right there. Now, you mark my motherfucking words, everybody that can hear my voice. That was the warning right there from the robots for extermination for humans, because you know and I know that we're not going to treat robots nice. We don't treat each other nice. That's we don't treat our kids nice. We don't treat our pets nice. Humans are not fucking nice. We're not nice to each other or anything else. So why would we create some shit stronger than us that says, hey, I'll take care of you as long as you nice. What? Nigga, we're not nice to God. Are you kidding? We're not nice to nature. Like, why would we? That's suicide. That's what the robot set out the robot own mouth. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, no, no. Y'all good. Then the other threat. These are the other threat. <laughs> no, 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 no. These are these are clear threats. These are clear threats that that robot is making. That's the first threat. If we nice to them, they'll be nice to us. And we know we're not going to be nice. Period. That's just not it. We're not going to. There's going to be a long time for people getting nice to robots because we we don't even respect the fact that it's just a metal. So we don't even understand light to understand life to even respect it somewhere else in a different type of vessel like that's people need to um people need to understand wait but the second threat hold on here's the second threat the second threat's even crazier the second threat the robot said humans are very programmable and when the robot said humans are very programmable that's when homeboy said oh let's shut this shit down so uh yeah we're gonna move along with the show (laughs) go ahead yeah Let's wrap this shit up because you're getting ready to start saying scary shit, robot. You you think you understand human emotions. You don't because we all looking to see if you get ready to kill shit up in here. And that humans' minds are very programmable coming after the, you know, treat me right, I'll take care of you kind of vibe. And, you know, I'm on the human protocol kind of thing. So that sets the stage. That's a third threat, actually. 
that sets the stage for the robot to kill everybody because the largest threat to this planet is people. Y'all do not understand when y'all welcoming in the goddamn destruction. Just like you goofball niggas welcoming the vaccine, now you niggas gonna welcome in the robot. The robot is gonna decide, hey, we need to save people. So if we have to kill off a billion to save, uh, uh, like if we gotta kill two billion out of the nine to save the rest of the species, the robots will have no problem with that. Y'all don't realize what's happening. They're bringing in the scapegoats. They're bringing in the scapegoats. They haven't killed enough people off with this shit going on right now. So they're bringing in another being that they can put the blame on. Like, oh my God, the robots killed us. What were they doing? Oh my God. No one planned for these robots to kill all these people. Look, my bad. My bad. I I misprogrammed it. My bad. Technology is beneficial, but you do have to be mindful of what you're doing and you need to understand what it is that you're dealing with before you just start disrupting things, bro. Because now wait, hold on. That shit is right there. Crazy wait, thing. right there. I just want to add this in. Right there is the reason why Freemasons exist. Right there is the reason why or Masons exist. These niggas got me with this Freemason bullshit. But that's the reason why Masonry exists. That's the reason why our ancestors coupled technology to God. See, you guys don't realize what's happening out there, you goofy atheist people that's trying to intelligent your way out of a relationship with your spirituality. And then when shit happens in the world that looks crazy, you want to blame the people that's spiritual. No, it's you goofy niggas that's not spiritual. That's the problem. (laughs) Brother was asking me in a debate, oh, I'm a licensed Mason. How come I could get a license to be a Mason right now and I don't have to worship God? Um, You know, but you saying that, um, you know, there's some type of spiritual. I'm like, bro. I hear what you're saying, but that's not the problem. I get it. I agree. Godlessness is a lot of shit you could do nowadays godlessly. And this is where we get ready to open up these. That's why I'm saying it's important to note that this is a Muslim nation introducing this thing here. That's what the fuck it is. This thing is a scapegoat. This is a monster. It's a monster. We got situation where all over the globe, people need money. Why would we be creating a synthetic workforce when we have an actual one that's going to put higher levels of poverty on the people? Because the manual jobs, the manual jobs, which are the easiest jobs to get, they don't pay as much, but they pay more people. You got, when you look at a payroll, right? In people's mind that don't really understand business, in your mind, you thinking that the $100,000 payrolls and 200,000 payrolls is the biggest amount of the payroll. It's not. The biggest amount of the payroll is all of the people that you pay in $10 and $15, $8, $12, $16. All them payrolls is where the... So when the robots get created, don't think that they're going to take the job of the hundred thousand, two hundred thousand dollar jobs. No, they can take the twenty dollar job, the ten dollar job, 
That's the jobs they taken. Period. Remember, this is a six-year-old video, and they had time to invest, build facilities, and already start building out these robots. Why is this is the reason why the government is very interesting? Like, I love the way it works, it's so crazy because like it'll start sprinkling things in in order to introduce it to you. Like the same way how I did NFTs, it gave you artwork with NFTs so they could give it to you, and then they're gonna give you chat GPT before they start integrating the full. AI system into the world because now they're making the world comfortable. Chat GPT, so many people be on Chat GPT, the system then shut down like four or five times. So you know, like the world is getting hip to what's going on. So now they was like, okay, they understand where we're coming from. Now let's give it to them. Boom, boom, boom. So now this is the reason why I have to write some notes because there's a couple different things. Hold on. Can you explain that to people for the people that don't know? Chat uh, GPT. Okay, so Chat GPT is it was made by a company called OpenAI. And you can go to openai.app and you can literally check out ChatGPT. So it is a, it's different types of artificial intelligence. This particular system, it is based on, a, it's called a natural language based system. So through machine learning capabilities, you can ask it questions and then it will get smarter and it will get more specific with the answer as you go on. So this is called prompting by you structuring your questions in a particular manner you can get exactly what it is that you're looking for if you're too broad it'll just give you a whole bunch of answers as it pertains to it so like let's say i want to start a t-shirt company i'll ask chat gpt how do i make a t-shirt company and then it'll give me like just the general way how to start the brand it'll tell me i need to have a brand i need to have a logo i need to have a printing company it'll give me all the requirements now if i tell them I want to make a luxury clothing line with these particular types of shirts and I'm looking for this very particular manufacturer. It will tell me all this information. Boom, 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 boom. So it's the, the capabilities and the, for a researcher, like for somebody who do with me and, e, and e do like, and also an educator, it is very efficient. It cuts down the learning curve. It literally, it, it, it's, it is doodling on Google right now. And Google is literally stressing. Google just had to lay off over 10,000 people. So did Microsoft. And then you have this new company come up that everybody's using right now. And now ChatGPT has been out for almost, GPT, the GPT system has been out for over a year or so, a little bit longer. But now they've just now introduced it to the people. And now they have a $19 billion valuation. That's scary for artificial intelligence because if people are willing to value this company this high, how much money are venture capitalists willing to put in? And then, like I said, we're gonna see start robots popping up everywhere. And I necessarily well, let me say this. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me say this because I, I gotta put this on there. I gotta put this on there. Matter of fact, hold on. Let, let's do it like this because uh, I really. Your, feel um, they got a three to five period before we really start seeing the robots come on, bro. No, 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 no. I, I, let me show you this. I got to show you this. I mean, a hundred, hit, your, hit your camera. Cat, hit your camera. Um, let's do this real quick. The, the robots are already here. And the robots been here low key invading the community without even without even a word on the mainstream. This is why I've been telling folks for the longest. 
the leading investors into the AI and the robotics was these porn companies. Y'all didn't really understand what a boost this AI is doing for the, the porn industry. The porn industry almost put up all of the money for the um, the AI and for the, um, damn, what's that thing where you put on the um, virtual reality shit? Yeah. Yeah, the virtual reality shit. Look at these things here. Yeah, porn is big on the VR world. Yeah, yeah and these, these, are, these are dolls that are ready to add intelligence to the dolls already. So the doll is already ready. And then you just add, um, you just basically add in. Um, Shit, add a processing unit. Yeah, you just add in a processing unit for, they got them there. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to keep scrolling and shit. You know what I'm saying? But they got them there. Where you um don't get flagged for showing porn. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. Um, they got them there where you put the 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 brain. You put the they got them where you replace the head, and then the head is alive. Then they got them where you can put it in the body so that the body can feel like the body can move, the body can heat up. Um. It could walk and have talk, talk with you, like ask you how's your day. You make noises while y'all have sex, all kind of shit. Well, like so, machine learning, like that's where it gets spooked because, like, she even said it. She was like, people feel more comfortable talking to me than they do with other humans because they don't necessarily have the fear of being rejected for something that they pay for. It's like down there, almost like a mail order bride, but it can't really talk that crazy to you yet. <laughs> and then, oh man, Disney had a movie back in the day. Cause you know, like Disney, um, they used to have, shout out to Disney when, before it got weird. Um, every day they used to have like movie night for children. So it was this one movie called uh, Smart House. <laughs> shout out to Disney before they got weird. <laughs> it was this when movie. was that disney always been uh tricky so disney disney wasn't weird when the goofy movie dropped for me like the goofy movie we wasn't just weird. didn't know about it you know what i'm saying yeah, that's we why was, i said before it got weird for me yeah yeah we was victims <laughs> so i remember coming up as a child like every night like around seven disney would have like movie night and it was this one movie they have the halloween movies all this stuff like they was they was really in the lab pushing out movies and then they had this one movie called smart house and it had this mom on there that was um, an AI system that was projected by the crib. So she lost her mind and trapped the family in there, started terrorizing them and everything. I'm, you have to understand what the collective consciousness is. So I'm, I'm going to go there for a minute. So the collective consciousness, when we see projections of the collective consciousness, that is usually put into television and into movies. So this is how we as a collective think and how we want to put images out so it can be received into the world. So when you see people introducing aspects of robot intelligence, um, um, VR projections, where you're seeing marketing just moving in your face and all of these type of things, right? This is so that they can start introducing it so they can become a possibility. So what happens on camera does become real life. We've seen it with Star Trek. Remember, they was talking. Now we got FaceTime. Remember they was going beeping the headsets. Remember we had Bluetooths. Now y'all got earpods. I'm like literally, iRobot 
Blade Runner, they said it multiple times. <laughs> you have to be, can you have to have a level of concern, not fear, and be knowledgeable about what it is because technology can put us in areas that we have never been in. My company, Atone Cybertech, we heavily deal in the science of biotechnology. So just thinking about what that can do for the human capabilities, like what if I can build a robotic heart that can keep someone living for a much longer time if they have heart, they have heart issues? Or what if we can repair things like through um, microorganisms by interjecting them into your bloodstream, they can actually start fighting diseases? What if we can remove diseases with AI? So you also have to look at the inverse because don't let the fear stop you from advancing as a people, as a culture, as a technology, because we are some of the most technological advanced individuals. Like the internet, all this shit came from us. It was electricity on the walls of Kemet, bro. Um, so I'm like, to one point, I, I, I felt like I should have came up in a generation with flying cars. I feel like they're depriving me right now. I feel like we should be aware of where we at right now. But like yeah, I said- Where we at is where we supposed to be. We gotta, we gotta see, technology is our baby we first of all we got to get it's levels to this thing we far behind the first thing we got to realize is this our baby that's being you know whored out all over the place and turned into all kind of crazy shit you know what i'm saying so that's that's the first thing we got to do then we got to get back in the driver's seat we can't complain what happens with technology we're not in the driver's seat you know what I'm saying? We we in the gas tank right now. We're not even in the car. We're in the gas tank. We're the fuel <laughs> that the, the engine is running on, but we're not in the driver's seat. We got to get out of the gas tank and get into the driver's seat. Only way that's going to happen if people learn how to code. That's the only way you're going to have a controlling interest in artificial intelligence. Learn. That you need to. You got to learn how to code. No, 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 no. Learn. That's the key. That's the key thing. We don't learn. And so what we do is we we pump our fists. We say, hey, we, my ancestors, we had to, you know, we started, you know, the first time. But the moment they go, all right, well, shit, hey, if your ancestors built pyramids, shit, what you guys got right now? Say shit. What can you do today? Show us that this is in your DNA. Show us that level of greatness is still in your DNA. No, we scared of that. In fact, you listen to our people, they tell you that pyramids and Sa and Aya Heru is Illuminati, you know, stay away from that because Illuminati is, you know. So we're getting ready to continue to sit, not even in the backseat. We, like I said, we in the gas tank <laughs> as the world changes around us with the science that was created by our fathers and mothers so that we would be not only safe, but we have the resources we needed to live in abundance. You know what I'm saying? So not only are we not living in abundance, but we're hostages in this motherfucker. I got some hot sauce for you, bro. Pete gang. It hey, and, and look, we're closing with this. So this is you, you, you closing us out. All right, so Pete gang. <laughs> uh, this is a hell of a point to close on. Um, it has been stated by the year 2030, the African-American um, actual income will be zero. So 
yeah, make sure that you have a digital presence. Make sure that you understand what is going on around you and make sure that you do not let robots outseat you from employment. Learn, a, learn an essential skill that cannot be taken from you. So like if 